Hi, I'm Tom Zimmerman. Welcome to the EMDR podcast, where we explore issues connecting EMDR with really complex trauma. In this episode, I want to talk about a very quick dip-your-toe-in approach body scan. Many clients with complex trauma have a very complicated relationship with the body. They have a very complicated relationship with noticing. They have a very complicated relationship with slowing down, all of which may be in some ways triggering. And because of this, they may have a very complicated relationship with mindfulness. Many clients that I work with for the first time with, um, with EMDR really do feel like they've already failed mindfulness and they have a fear that they're about to fail EMDR too. So what we want to do is we want to understand that working with a severely complex um, trauma, really a complex and traumatized nervous system, in some ways a comprehensively traumatized nervous system is very different than working with a non-traumatized nervous system. And we want to make sure that our interventions, our approaches to mindfulness, our approaches to the body, our approaches to noticing, really do understand that. And part of what can help is that when we approach the body, we want to make sure that we do several things. Number one, we want to ask and get permission. So I approach the client's body the same way I might approach a house. If I need to go rummaging around, if I need to go exploring, I want to get permission. I want to ask the client's consent. I want to explain why it may be helpful to do that. And I want to let the client know how long they're going to be doing this. So clients that may be pretty hypervigilant have an outwardly focused radar. If we're going to be turning the radar inward, which may be triggering, I want to make sure I'm communicating how long we're doing that because parts of the self may fear that this inward turn is never going to end. And for some clients with a really traumatized nervous system, turning that lens inward even for a few moments, maybe even for a few moments or parts of a minute or even several minutes, may be a little bit too much. So even in this dip your toe in body scan that we're doing, you'll notice that imagine a client who's hypervigilant, who has an outwardly focused orientation, who you can ask them in the lobby, you know, in the lobby, who is in the lobby? And they'll probably tell you, you know, they can describe the person's shoes. They can describe everyone in the lobby because, um, because they're aware of what's going on around them. That's how their nervous system's trying to keep them safe right here, right now. So one of the reasons why we, you know, really do want to do a really quick, a really quick body scan is that we don't want to take offline that capacity to be aware in the room, to be aware of what's happening in the room. So even in this body scan, you're going to see we're doing this, right? Letting the client return, letting the client focus on me. We're dipping the toe in, or what you might even say is we're kind of opening up a door, we're taking a look and we're closing it. So this body scan, I invite the client to join me, I invite the client to copy me, um, and I acknowledge that this is a little bit strange. We're only going to do this for a moment, but it can be very helpful, and it's really helpful in phase, both phases one and two, and I'll explain a little bit why 
um, why it's helpful in both phases one and two, and why really getting this down now can really be a resource that we're gonna use in every single phase of EMDR therapy. So really quickly, and this is something I asked the client to do. I said, do you mind copying me? And really quickly, between your hands, how fast is your head running right now, right? Just quickly check, open the door, check, close it, don't overthink it. A desert is a zero, a jet engine is a 10, give it a number, don't overthink it. And then I may say, using information from both your fingertips and from your jaw muscles, using information from both of those, just poke your jaw muscles and do, does the, do they feel soft and squishy like a pillow or do they feel tight like a steel cable? Pillow is a zero, steel cable's a 10, give it a number, don't overthink it. And then we reach around to these jaw, these uh, neck muscles, reach around to the neck muscles and very quickly, do they still feel, do they feel soft and squishy like a pillow or do they feel tight like a steel cable? Give it a number, don't overthink it. These big shoulder muscles where I may jokingly say this could be last Thursday stress that sits here. Shoulder muscles, squeeze them, give it a number, don't overthink it, zero to 10, pillow or steel cable. Okay, and whatever we get, we wanna make sure that whatever we get in any part of this body scan, we don't um, catastrophize, we don't go, oh no, you know, whatever we get is just information and we're gonna use all of that in the service of the client's recovery. Now we come and we check the chest, kind of using the hand as a, as a microscope or using the hand as a magnifying glass or using the hand as a metal detector or a motion detector. Beneath your hand, do you feel a knot, pressure, tension, movement, heaviness, or emptiness? Knot, pressure, tension, movement, heaviness, or emptiness. And I've learned to itemize those things because we don't tend to notice things that we may carry for a very long time. So when clients haven't noticed those things for a very long time, naming it, it can cause it to show up. I've had a lot of clients that said, no, I have nothing here. And I'm saying, okay, you don't have a, you don't have a heaviness or a pressure or a tension. It's like, oh yeah, I have a heaviness. It's been there, you know, it's been there a long time. And it's just a little bit. And I say, well, how much? Check and see how much. And they say, oh, it's about an eight. So um, that is the kind of level that things may be sitting in the body, they may be expressing in the body and may not be in the client's awareness until we check and then we check specifically. Now the center of the body between the chest and the stomach, we do the same thing, okay? Not pressure, tension, movement, heaviness, emptiness, putting a hand there, checking. And then I may also add nausea there because a lot of clients' distress is held in their stomach, held in their, you know, their digestive system. Then we check the stomach itself. Again, not pressure, tension, movement, heaviness, emptiness, or a little bit of nausea or upset. Also, interestingly about the stomach, very often the stomach, just as a little point of information, the stomach is, is often not one layer, right? So even in EMDR reprocessing, when clients say it's in my stomach, it's in my stomach, and things seem to be stuck in the stomach, ask, explore, see if it's actually one layer or multiple layers, because very often there, there are layers in the stomach. There may be sadness, it's kind of tight sadness around that, may be anxiety around that, may be anger. Stomach's one of the places that may be layered. Just keep that in mind and, 
if that's the case, when we're noticing it, when we're scaling it, when we're um, paying attention to it, we may need to notice from the inside out, or we may need to notice from the outside in, just because when things are kind of going in cross purposes, clients may not know how to describe it, but getting a little ahead of it may be helpful. So we do this body scan in part because many, many clients with complex trauma simply aren't in their bodies enough to notice. They may be somatically dissociated, they may be pretty pervasively disconnected from the experience of the body in the present. And if that's the case, we want to know that way before we get to phases three and four. So if not, you're going to ask the client, and you probably had them where they've kind of, you know, sprinted through some version of phase two. You may get to, you may get to phase four and you ask them, you know, what are you noticing? And they look at you like you're crazy. Like no one's really ever asked them, you know, what, are, what am I supposed to be noticing? Or, or even sometimes even worse, you know, Tom, what is it that you need me to be noticing, right? So, so again, we want to check. We want to check if the client's not really embodied or not embodied enough. We want to know that. And we want to help get the client in their body enough to notice. So how do you get someone who's not in their body enough to notice safely and efficiently into their body enough to notice? Well, one of the best ways to do that is to do the body scan that we just did very quickly. And you can do this this quickly, right? You can do this just that quickly, getting at numbers, whatever it is you're getting. You can do a 10, 11, 12 second body scan, body scan, resource, body scan. That is information. And that's also very good homework to give first or second session. So we do this body scan. It doesn't tend to be triggering. Whatever we get, it's information. And whatever extreme the client may be on, and many clients with complex trauma are on one extreme or another, you're getting very, very high numbers, or you may be get, getting pretty high numbers here and you may get zeros below the, you know, below the jaw. Either way, the homework's gonna be the same. The homework's gonna be body scan, resource, body scan, because for the people who are pretty hypervigilant, the people who are pretty somatically embodied and also pretty somatically distressed, those clients, what body scan, resource, body scan, body scan, pet your dog, body scan, body scan, take a warm shower, if warm showers are a resource for you, body scan. What that's doing is that, and we're doing all this at the baseline, we're doing all this at the client's baseline, as homework. So we don't, I, I don't give this exercise to do when you're, when something's happened that's really triggering you. If something happens between sessions that triggers you, for now, do what you normally do. Manage that however you already manage it, because I guarantee you the client has some survival strategy that'll help them manage it. But at your baseline, even if the baseline is at an eight, at the baseline, body scan, tap the brake, body scan and ideally do that second body scan pretty quickly because what we expect with a with a hypervigilant client what we expect is they're going to come down briefly and then go right back up that's what hypervigilant pretty severely traumatized nervous systems do the nervous system's trying to keep you safe 
by keeping you aware of what's happening all the time. And it's trying to keep you safe by keeping you at that eight. So when we do a resource and it dips you down into a seven, we want to notice that. We want that second body scan to capture that. And in part, what we're doing is we are practicing resources and those resources will calm you more the more you do it. They'll keep you calmer longer once your nervous system knows. And this is the important part. Look, I can calm down on purpose and a catastrophe doesn't happen. That is why we want to keep this body scan quick. That's why we want to, whatever the resource they do, we want to keep it pretty quick too. We don't want to, we don't want a client to go from an eight to a two. A client who goes from an eight to a two or an eight to a four may have a very strong counter reaction again, because the nervous system thinks it's keeping you safe at that eight. It's not going to trust. You know, if you've been at an eight for, for years or decades, if you're suddenly at a four, you may feel not real. You definitely may not feel safe and you may have a very strong anxiety response um, to calming down that quickly um, uh, without precedent for it. So again, the other thing that we're doing, and this is really important, is that for hypervigilant clients, we are also checking on the experience of the body. Hypervigilant clients very often may be pretty somatically distressed, but they're not used to checking in on that distress. They're not used to noticing how that distress might move and shift and change, how it might evolve as we're tapping the brake or as life's happening or how as, as different things are happening. So whatever it is that is a slight resource for the client, whatever we've done, whether it's light stream or calm place or or um, breathing or whatever it is. And, and it's typically easy with really complex, complexly traumatized clients. It's usually much easier to leverage what they already have than the first session to try to introduce something completely new. So keep that in mind. The body scan can be new. You can leverage an existing resource and body scan, right? So body scan, whatever you normally do, body scan. And again, tap down, come up, tap down, come up. Um, that process of going from an eight to a seven, nothing bad happens, coming back up to an eight, over the course of a few weeks of doing that, that can help start to lower your baseline anxiety. So just as an initial intervention to help bring anxiety down, body scan, resource body scan over time can do this and it can start to bring the baseline level of the client's anxiety down. For clients who are pretty pervasively shut down, who may not be in their bodies hardly at all, um, the resource may not be the key part, right? The resource may not be the main reason why we're doing this first or second session. The main reason why, why we're doing this is that the brain structures that are responsible for monitoring the experience of the body in the present get muted, right? When we, when we shut down, they get muted. And what may normally be a six, seven, eight, imagine a volume knob of, of awareness, what may normally be a six, seven, eight range of awareness with complex trauma over decades can get muted to like a 0.5. So our goal is to get that up to like a two or a three um, so that they're in their bodies enough to notice. And to do also that safely, we also do not want a client 
who's been pretty pervasively shut down to all of a sudden be on their body, into their body. That is an incredibly distressing thing. And we don't want, you know, we don't want clients to be really suddenly embodied. So simply, you know, body scan for them, body scan, breathe, body scan is about helping to bring these brain structures that are really muted back online. Because when we go up to the canyon, you know, the canyon of the body, and we go, hello, and we listen, we kind of echo, we listen for the ping back. When we do that, we're asking those muted parts of the body to listen and pay attention. And that process, so if homework is three times a day, I want you to body scan, calm place, body scan, or whatever resource we've identified, first or second session. I want you to do that three times a day, okay? And we're gonna check in next week. So if they do that, and many clients won't, but if they do that, they would have tapped the break 21 times. So they would have engaged in a purposeful resource at their baseline 21 times. But for the pervasively shut down clients, more importantly, 42 times, they would have checked in on the experience of their body. And that process can really help bring awareness to parts of the body where the client is simply not accustomed to checking not accustomed to being attuned to, and definitely not accustomed to noticing at the level that even that very quick body scan in which we simply convert whatever's there into a number will require that we notice that. So again, a very quick body scan with clients with severely complex trauma can be a foundational exercise that we can build every other resource on top of. And it's very important that that very quick body scan that we normalize, because I think so many people really do feel like they failed mindfulness, because really because the therapist doesn't, the past therapists that they've had haven't appreciated that a severely traumatized nervous system isn't going to calm down a lot when we take a few breaths, isn't going to calm down a lot when we imagine a calm place, isn't going to calm down a lot when we do a mindfulness exercise. And again, what I, what I often say is you dip your toe in, it very quickly calms you down and it goes right back up. That's completely normal for clients that have a cinder block on their gas pedal, that's completely normal. In a non-traumatized nervous system, if you don't have a cinder block on your gas pedal, you tap a brake, it calms you down a lot and you don't speed back up until something comes along that pushes your gas pedal again. Again, severely traumatized nervous systems are different. So it's important to realize that. It's important to appreciate those differences. And we wanna normalize this. This is normal. You tap the brake, it works when it works. And even if it doesn't work, that's not a failure. That's not a catastrophe. Sometimes I'm happy if a resource is simply neutral, if a resource isn't triggering, that's a place we can loiter. That's a place we can explore. We can kind of expand that and we can get information from there. So again, the advantage of this dip your toe in approach rather than jumping into the deep end is that if you dip your toe in, we have the opportunity 
to get important information. And we can use that information in the service of the client's recovery. So again, um, what this is going to do is your hypervigilant clients, it can help them, right? Learn that they can calm down briefly on purpose. We normalize that. I say, you know, I know that if you have a headache and I give you an aspirin and it only helps you for 20 seconds, you're going to say, Tom, this stuff doesn't work for me. But at this point, with this nervous system, if you tap the brake and it calms you briefly for 20 seconds, I am so delighted because your nervous system is learning that it can calm down. It can tap the brake quickly on purpose. And that's exactly what we're going to need. So before we move to phase three and before we move to phase four, we're going to want to make sure that the client has a brake as opposed to that gas pedal. The client has a reliable, predictable brake pedal. And we're going to want to make sure that the client is in their body enough to notice body scan resource, body scan, do that. They do that incredibly efficiently. And even if you have a client who's really pervasively shut down, before you say, oh my goodness, they can't do EMDR because they're not in their body, help them, help them get into their body by experimenting, by noticing, by noticing this, this, by noticing what's there, by noticing these places, helping them come into their body is one of the most important things you can do for someone who, um, whose survival strategy has depended upon not noticing the body. And to bring that purposefully, bring that awareness purposefully, is one of the key things that we need to do in EMDR therapy. So again, clients with complex trauma, you do not run them through a super rapid phase two and then just dump them the whole hour, you know, noticing all this difficult stuff in their body. Give them the experience of checking for weeks or however long they need to make sure that they're in their body enough to notice, to make sure that the brake pedal works, right? That you can tap it and it calms you down at least for a moment. And for clients with severely traumatized nervous systems, that's what we need is the ability to tap the brake, slow down for just a moment, and then we can leverage that. So thank you. I hope this was helpful. Um, thanks for joining and uh, see you next episode. Thank you.